Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. Welcome to tonight's episode of The Vibrarian Show. My name is Joelle and I am your host for this elevational conversation. I'm here every Thursday on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio, having conversations, pursuing all the subjects and things that I like to talk about, things that I find interesting and curious and stimulating, and I hope that you do too. You can stream live through your PC or phone. You can find all of the links to this programs on blogtalkradio.com slash the vibrary. And that is T H E V I B E R A R Y. Also, you can connect with the community of people I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. I truly believe that. And I am curating a community of people who are all about elevating, enlightening, and empower. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram using at the vibe. And that's T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. If you see something that is exciting, uplifting, brings a smile to your face, is informative, please tag me. Tag either Good Vibe Tribe or Get Lifted because I would love to spread that energy far and wide as far as I can with my social reach, as it's called. We do too much spreading of the negative, and I'm all about increasing our positive impact. Now, I am here on Thursday evenings. You can call in at 646-787-8436. If you are listening on the show line and you want to have a question or want to contribute to the conversation, just press the pound one key during the show, and I will absolutely get you on and there's also a chat room that you can join if you're on the Blog Talk Radio site, and I'm also monitoring that, and we'll put your questions and comments into the conversation tonight. Now, one of the things about me is that I'm a librarian by trade and education, but I'm operating at a higher frequency the vibrarian. So everybody is always saying, what is that word you're saying? Well, it's B-I-B-E. Because it's all about the energy. I love energy. I believe that we are vibrational beings operating at a frequency at all times. And so our awareness of this has the ability to shift us into a whole different energetic experience. That is so appropriate for tonight's conversation because this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart and it is definitely energy focused and I am very excited tonight because one of my favorite people in the world is my guest this evening. I am joined by Madiwa Mahasan of Golden Era Creations. Now, just to give you a little bit of background, Golden Era has been a vendor that I have discovered, I don't know how many years ago, uh, but it was several years ago at Gloria Parker's Big Psychic Fair up at the Blue Barn in Roswell, Georgia. Gloria's event has been going on for 30 years. It's like the longest-running psychic fair in Atlanta, and you're always guaranteed to encounter people who are high-vibrational, either as readers, service providers, body workers, healers, and, of course, upstairs, a 
fixture of this event for many, many years has been Medewa and Golden Era Creations. She always has this beautiful table of things set out that are all shiny and sparkly. And when I first encountered it, I had no idea what I was getting ready to experience. But she said to me, let me give you a demonstration of what I'm talking about and what the power of this energy devices that I, we call Organite can do for you. And that started out a kind of like shopping obsession for me <laughs> to where I have continued to patronize her little booth wherever it has been at Atlantic Station, at my own events, at there is a reason for this. And tonight I'm so pleased to welcome Medewa to the Vibrating Show so we can talk about Oregon, Organite, Sa, energy, and how to bring more balance and harmony into your reality. Medewa, thank you so much for coming this evening. Hello, greetings. Thank you so much for inviting me, Joelle, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. You've gotten me excited about my own product right now. So thank you. Very yes, much. you should be. You should be. I mean, and you're saying excited about your own products, but you really uh, did get into Organ and Organite for a very personal reading. So just as a way of background, let's first talk about what is Organite, and then I would love to hear how you got into working with it. I, I know a little bit about it. Okay. Listeners this evening, let's first talk about what is this SA, which is S A A, or Organ, O R G O N E, also known as Organite, for those people who like to Google things later. <laughs> so, what is SA energy? SA, the term SA, I use um, from an ancient uh, Kemetic language, ancient Kemetic concept that means to adorn with power. Now, organ, the term organ, when we say organ, we're talking about life force energy, the energy that is um, that defines everything in our manifested universe and also in our unmanifested, um, imagined or unrealized universe. Anything that we can speak of or see or think about is created from energy. So when we say organ, we're talking about that energy life force, the energy of the universe. So sa means to adorn with energy, and the organ itself is a life force energy. So we're adorning you with life force energy. Now the muscle oh. test that I did for you and that I do for everybody that comes into my booth or comes to the table is a, is a form of kinesiology. Kinesiology is really uh, like a balance test. You're balancing and testing energy, and it's based mm -hmm. on a, a type of resistance. So we do a before and after with the organ to show you where your energy is without the organ piece on, and then we show you a test where you, you're holding the organ. And what the organ is doing is reattaching, reattaching your electrical circuitry as a human being, you know, most of us know, if you don't know, we are light beings. We are star beings. We're just walking around in these little suitcases we call our bodies, uh -huh. our flesh and blood, don't we? <laughs> but our real, powerful, eternal 
divine energy is our internal electrical life force energy. So when you're holding this piece, you're basically um, stimulating and reattaching and uh, reestablishing that uh, energy with Mother Earth and also the cosmos. So our energy is that big. We go into inter- Earth and we go into mm-hmm. the intergalactic or intercosmos. So when you're holding your organ piece, I'm showing you that, well, the before, the, the before part of the kinesiology test just kind of shows us how we are compromised, how our energy is compromised mm-hmm. because we live in mm-hmm. such a toxic environment. We have cell phones and car keys and satellites and computers and radiation everywhere, microwaves everywhere, which compromises our natural energy. And we don't realize mm-hmm. it until I give you the device to show you how powerful and how established and how grounded you should be. So when we do the test before, it's showing you your, how weak you are and without mm-hmm. some type of disease or some type of tool to help you to reestablish your connection with the earth. And then after when you hold the device, you really feel a profound shift in your energy, in your, your uh, groundedness, in your ability to stay grounded and to stay balanced. So that's the energy test that I gave you, Joelle, and that I give everybody that comes mm-hmm. to the table. Absolutely, the energy test. I don't really have to say anything else because it's such a profound difference in the before. And it after. is. <laughs> it was immediate. I mean, and it's funny when you watch people after you've already had the muscle test, and then you watch unsuspecting <laughs> people come up to the table, and it's like um, I can show you better than I can tell you. Is the the uh, the seeing is believing, um, and like I think that most people don't realize how sensitive to energy we really are. I know we're coming into an era where people are using the term empath and I'm I'm an empath and I'm empathic. They're using it a lot more frequently mm-hmm. now because people are coming into awareness of sensitivity, but I still think by and large most Americans especially are really un Uh, focused on how much uh, energy is being bombarded at us at any given time. I mean, we've got billboards that are changing and and putting energy out. We've got street lights that are putting energy out, our computers. And it's like you can tell when the electricity goes off in your house, if there's a power outage, Mm And all of a sudden, this mm-hmm. absolute silence lets you know how much environmental buzz, like the refrigerator running or the air conditioner running or sound from your pipes, mm-hmm. it really is a lot of pollutant possible in our reality. And I think that, you know, Oregon is a very tangible way to put that energetic barrier out for yourself. I don't know if that's exactly what happens with Oregon. What when you talk about like sob and like um universal mm-hmm. life force. So we know that mm-hmm. different cultures call it like chi, prana, um you, you know, we're talking about the source material that drives everything that we are currently aware of through this incarnation. Um how 
does organ come to be? It sounds almost like an element, like you would see helium, hydrogen, organ, but it is it is not an element per se, is it? Well, it's not recognized by modern science as an element. As a matter of fact, if you look up organ energy in Wikipedia, it'll say it'll say it's a pseudoscience. Okay, but they say the same thing of alchemy, you know. So mm-hmm. I call it an alchemy. And what Oregon does, from my experience and from many, many testimonials, Oregon has the ability to literally transmute, which means to change the structure of negative or static or chaotic energy. And the energy that we live in on this earth is both calm and positive and, and, and feeding our energy, but there's also the negative side. We, we live in a yin-yang existence, existence on every level. So there's positive organ and there's negative organ. What hmm. does is that it takes the negative organ, which is, again, all around us, it takes the negative organ, and transmutes it into positive, into something that is useful, into something that we can gain energy from and, and balance from. So it's grabbing that negative energy out of the environment, out of your surroundings, changing it into something that is positive and powerful and useful for you. And it's, mm-hmm. I kind of visualize it like organ is a vortex of energy. I mean, it's like electricity. You can't see it until you stick your fingers, to, until you stick the plug in the socket. It's there. Mm-hmm. We know it's there. But you can't see it until you connect with it. That's why I make you, I let you uh, hold the piece, handle the piece. So when you handle a piece, it's literally allowing you to connect back into the electromagnetic center of the earth. You're plugging back into the earth. And that's where your power and your strength and your balance is coming from when I do that kinesiology test. So when you speak mm-hmm. of organ, you're talking about a, a vortex of invisible energy that is, mm-hmm. ex, you know, you can, you can experience that energy through the kinesiology test. That is, it, it, so when you're talking about how it drops you kind of down into a really grounded and connectedness with the earth. It's it's kind of root chakra grounding, but it's rather larger than that because it's dealing more like instead of within the pranic column or the chakra column, it's kind of dealing with your whole energy environment, not just you. Is that correct? That is correct. So it is literally, um, like when we talk about root chakra, we're talking about that that area in our energetic system that, you know, that the, when you say root chakra, we're thinking about the lower chakra, the grounding chakras, the chakras that uh, attaches to the earth. When we're talking about sa energy or workout energy, we're talking about taking all of the known chakra centers that the common ones, the seven common ones, but there are many hundreds of chakra centers in our energetic field. It's taking all of those energetic centers and it is pushing us and connecting us back to the electromagnetic center of the earth, 
not just the ground, not just the top level of the, you know, the, the, the first few layers down into the earth, but centering us with the center of the earth. If you can imagine mm-hmm. that, that's how deep organ energy pulls us into the earth. So literally, you you know, when I, <laughs> I'm just kind of visualizing when I give the muscle test, I ask you to resist me pulling you down on one side. And when I ask you mm-hmm. to resist me pulling you down on one side, when you have that organ in your hand, you don't have to resist. Mm-hmm. You just stand there. <laughs> I can jump right. in the you can do <laughs> yes, you feel really solid, I tell you what. <laughs> it's a subtle, but I say it's subtle and yet it's not. It's very hard to describe because it's like you're holding, in some cases, like if you have like a, a bracelet, we're talking about just a few ounces of organite within the whole body of the bracelet. It's a very small piece within all the beadwork, and it it's still super powerful, you know, and even in such a small quantity that you just, it's like your spine is straighter and it's just a real subtle kind of empowering kind of experience would be what I would call it. Yes. Yes. I would say so. And it, it is kind of offsetting sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, when somebody looks at the tiny little um, bezel that I put on a bracelet, it just has a drop of organ energy mm-hmm. in it, okay? It's a very small piece, like the size of my pinky thumbnail, okay, my pinky mm-hmm. nail. And mm-hmm. they look at that and they say, you know, what is this going to do? And I show them. And sometimes mm-hmm. that little tiny, tiny um, barrel has just much or more energy than the bigger pieces that I sell. The thing mm-hmm. about organ mm-hmm. is it, it really it has a personal connection with your unique energetic force field once you put your once you put your put it on or put it in your hand or hold it. It has mm-hmm. a personal and intimate relationship with your in, unique and individual um force field. So if you're wearing mm-hmm. a bracelet, you can get just as much power out of that as carrying around a big, you know, pyramid that's only made for the house, basically made for the house. The organ energy is the bigger the piece, the further out the um, the force field goes. So you can have a small piece, and because it's, you know you're just carrying it in your pocket or wearing it on your your uh, wrist, the energy is very personal. It stays very close to your physical body. It doesn't radiate out. Now, if you're wearing a necklace or a pendant, someone standing next to you within two or three feet is also getting that energy. And I've done mm-hmm. the, uh, the the test on the um, the balancing test on people lining up next to each other, and mm. with, with the small pieces, like the pieces that the um, that come with the pendant, you can stand three or four people in a line, and they'll all mm. get the energy. And oh it, wow! Yes, and with the pyramids, I've gone as far back as ten, twelve people. And everybody got the energy wow. the person in the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen that. So. I'm going to have to do an energy chain at my next event when you're there so I can check it out. We'll see how far we can stand solid. 
I do have a caller mm-hmm. who's uh, asked to come on for a question, so we are definitely a conversational show. So caller with the area code 941. Let me see if I can bring you on the line here. Caller, area code 941, you're on the Vibrarian Show. Who am I speaking with? Greetings. Uh, this is uh, Abdul Abdullah calling. Hi, welcome to the show this evening. Thank you for calling. Did you have a question or comment for Madiwa? Yes. um, My question was, um, you know, because if it's like, you know, um, if it's like tuning into your personal frequency, does, does that, does one's beliefs, you know, like does intent, play any part in how it how effective it is because it see like our you know our our intentions aren't like our vibrational frequencies if you like are seems like they fluctuate or are affected greatly by you know what our beliefs are or what our intent is you know does that affect it or does it work regardless wow that is an excellent question I tell people I get a lot of skeptics that come to my table, and I love it, okay? (laughs) I get a lot of people that say, no, this is not for me. I mean, um, that we have our own personal belief systems and honor and respect all personal belief systems, but there has never been a skeptic. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to – no, I think – okay, it's – there now. I think we had a little bit of feedback there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So there has never been a person with a skeptical point of view for whatever reason that has come to the table that I have talked to that did not respond to the kinesiology test or the mental test that I give them. And they, you know, they're wide-eyed and they're kind of freaked out and they actually respond because I tell them, I say, well, you know, if you're a human being and if you have an energy sensor, if you have an energy field, which I'm sure that you do, you're going to respond to the energy which is in the organ. And I also explain to them that there's, there's nothing really, um, sometimes a personal uh, philosophy, a person's personal philosophy will make them think that they should not um, take the energy test or if they do um, if they like a piece because there's energy in it, they should not do it or they shouldn't be associated with it. And I tell them, I do not put any of my own energy into it. I do not do work over it. I do, I do not play over um, it. I do not put my into it. Yeah. I've got a little bit of muffling going on. I don't know if it's moved away. I'm getting some feedback as well. Abdullah, I'm going to put you back on mute to see if we can calm the energy down a little bit. I apologize, but uh, hopefully we'll get your question answered here. Okay, that's that pulled some of that feedback. Could you repeat the last part about what you're saying about people's belief systems, Medewa? Um, feeling yeah. like they can't touch the organ, and you're a little bit muffly. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little bit muffly. Okay, let me take my speaker. There, off. there you go. You're very oh. clear there, just there. Okay. 
So, you know, we, we all have our um, personal belief systems, our philosophies about, you know, um, things in life that, are, that we think are positive or negative and, you know, and that's all very good and I, and I do respect everybody's belief system. But when I get a skeptic that comes to my booth, I really just love it because I let them know, look, you, I'm not putting my personal energy, I'm not trying to um, change anything about your belief system. This is pure science, you know, this is basic science. And I explain to them um, how uh, I make the organ or what I put in it basically, which is all very organic um, elements, gemstones, metals, minerals. Uh, and once they get that idea, once they understand that idea, I can at least give them the muscle test. And then once I give them the muscle test and their energy responds to it like everybody's energy does, then they realize that this is not about changing your belief system. This is not about affecting you in any way except on an energetic level. And you can really experience um, that energy through the muscle test. So it really doesn't matter what you believe in. If you're a human being, mm-hmm. you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have a response to this energy. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter I, what your philosophy. Well, I definitely, as a person who you know, when I shop at places and events, I don't mm-hmm. depart with my money e- easily. You know, and certainly entering mm-hmm. something like a psychic fair, I at that point when I first met you, uh, I was more of a skeptic. Now I'm just a screener. You know what I'm saying? I believe, <laughs> but I screen, right? So I use my discernment. But at that point in time, I was still kind of feeling my way through the whole realm of there's a different kind of reality out there that people are experiencing. But so when it came up to all the pretty sparkles, I was needing to see something compelling because there were other pretty sparkle vendors, you know, to choose from. Mm -hmm. And so it was Mm -hmm. that actual, hold on, let me hold this thing and this shift in my energy field. And I wasn't even doing chakra work at that time. I think it was probably before my conscious focus on my energetic body and system. You know what I'm saying? So, when you have that happen and you realize that you know you're pulled off balance easily and then you're not because <laughs> it's almost like an anchor <laughs> drops down through your body you know after that mm-hmm. point i was like okay well now let me give this and i could never figure out how you did the muscle test like i so i would just tell my friends well you need to either see her or like my friends who trusted me were like okay well let's go see what it's about and then um you know like my best friends all have some i wound up gifting people pieces because they travel to mm-hmm. now because i've got tangible uh, proof, and I've given it to several skeptic friends who say they wind up find themselves holding it at different times when they're unaware that they're maybe stressed, and they wind up actually touching it, and it's in their environment or their office and things. So it draws them after the fact, you know. So yeah. you started to touch on how organite is made. So I want to talk then about um, how uh, a you 
how organite is generated or organ is generated in this specific way because it is a process of materials and you talk about science so this is a combination of materials that's very specific could you share a little information yeah. about that yes so in in order to create um the vortex of energy that we we call organ um you need several basic things, you need an equation of things. And what I use is gemstones, metal, resin, and mineral. Now, there there's a huge community, worldwide community out there of organ makers and creators, and some say that you have to have something organic, like some sand or dirt or, um, you know, a piece of wood or something in it. I don't really subscribe to that, only because I've had so many, many positive feedbacks uh, and, and testimonials about how effective um, the formula that I use is. So, again, I use resin, um, gemstones, metals, and minerals. And it is a layering process. It is a layering process with the, um, the resin um, infused with the, the metals, infused with the gemstones. And you can make just about any design you want, but that layering of the, gems, the, layering of the gemstones, the metals, the resins, and, and the, uh, the minerals is, is an part, important part of um, the alchemy that brings about the energy from your piece. So um, I do use molds. You, I'm sorry. Well, you you kind of use like you have come up with your own recipe. I guess this is like the Coca-Cola secret formula or the um, the Popeye's secret sauce in their little chicken sandwich. But basically, uh, you have figured out combinations of uh, crystals and gemstones that you like to use, and that might be different from another creator. Um, they're still using the principal elements, but it's really a craft based on the person's skill in terms of what, or skill or feeling in terms of how you uh, present your golden era, if you will, Oregon. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is accurate. And you have I have to say that even though I don't excuse me, intentionally put any of my own frequency in it, I am a electrical vibrating being. So my energy is going in the piece as creator, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I play music, I make sure that I'm calm, I make sure that my frequency is vibrating very high. I'm happy. I'm usually sitting in the sun and enjoying some some beautiful reggae music or something when I'm in that creative spirit because when you are dealing with something that is liquid, it's close to water, the resin is like the water, and we're all water beings too, and water holds energy. So just my pouring the resin and being in that creative space, of course, some of my energy is going in there. And I try to make sure that I'm really vibrating at a very high frequency when I'm in that creative zone. But, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally, I don't get it. So, so each piece, each creator, each person that is going to sit down and make organ pieces, 
they are putting some of their energy into it, and they may resonate with a certain metal um, that I don't particularly resonate with. There's 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 a choice of metals and minerals you can put in there, and I personally don't resonate with aluminum, but a lot of people do. A lot of creators do, so they use aluminum in their pieces. I like copper and I like brass and stainless steel and things like that. So mm-hmm. yes, it does. Um, kind of depend on what the creator, the person that is creating the Oregon piece, what they kind of feel comfortable with or what they resonate with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that energy is also going to be in the piece. I have been at different retail stores. And, I mean, all over, uh, e- even when I traveled to Mexico, I saw a few pieces down there. And there are ones that feel flat, and I know that the principle is is still there, like in a combination because they're using the resin, the crystal. Um, some actually, you can see bubbles in the resin, and you can tell the workmanship or that the mold might have been uh, not flat because there'll be like a crease mark on the bottom. So the workmanship you can tell for some, but others energetically just don't necessarily have a, a a signature to me as I see them, and they may wind up speaking to other people. And then there's some that, you know, I see on Instagram. I wind up ordering one actually from a creator down in Florida because the energy just blew through the picture, the video that she was showing. <laughs> the energy just radiated to me, and I could feel the high vibration even by proxy in a picture. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of difference in in craftsmanship, quite honestly, you know. Yes, yes. I, I tend to be a perfectionist. I have, you know, hundreds of pieces that are sitting here in a box because I didn't like the way it looked. Okay. I, it was, and I had a little, you know, something on the side and I'll end up doing something else with it. Um that, but that's just me as a person and as an artist. Now, I have had people come and ask me to test other people's organ on them, like to do the energy test, because mm-hmm. apparently when they bought it, they didn't get the energy test. So mm-hmm. just for instance, I had one young man who came to the booth one evening, and he had a beautiful, I mean, this piece, he had it on, it was, one of the most beautiful pieces of jewelry in general, and it was an organite or organ piece. And it was just on his neck, shining, blingy, beautiful craftsmanship. And he said, well, let me test, you know, would you please do the test on his piece, you know, the piece he had just bought. And he spent a mm-hmm. lot of money on this piece. Mm-hmm. So I did the energy test. No, no energy at all. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So right over there was no grinding, mm. there was no strengthening. <laughs> so, oh, I know he was probably sick after that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and he wouldn't have done it, you know, unless he asked me, and he did ask me to do it. And then he tested one of my pieces, and he was like, oh, my God, what have I done? I said, well, you know what? It's a beautiful piece. You can just wear it mm-hmm. as something beautiful, you know. And maybe there's some energy mm-hmm. in it that, you know, it doesn't respond. I don't want to say I'm the know-all, know and my pieces are the end-all when it comes to this type of energy. Maybe there's something more subtle going on in that piece. 
But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you, you really have to be careful. Um, I would say be careful who you get your peace from. Make sure that it's a peace that resonates with your energy, um, that makes you feel good. Make sure it's a piece that um, is visually beautiful to you because the more you have it around you, the more you wear it, the more you uh, expose yourself to it, you're going to see a cumulative effect in your energy, uh, in Mm -hmm. your experience. You can get get measurable results. You will find yourself, for instance, sleeping better, um, maybe uh, being more confident in in your presentation to the world. A beautiful mm-hmm. thing I think about energy is that it has a characteristic called adaptogenic. And adaptogenic means that when it is reading, it goes in and reads your entire beautiful inner earth and cosmic force field. So it's reading and it's going in and it's tweaking and repairing the weakest energetic centers first. So, for mm-hmm. example, again, if you need deeper, more restorative sleep, you will find yourself really getting better sleep. If you need more energy or if you, need, if you have aches and pains, sometimes the aches and pains will go away on their own. We know the body is always trying to find its balance and homeostasis platform. The body is always trying to heal itself before we go in and take pills and do surgery and mm-hmm. anything like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just speaking to energy that needs to happen. And I've had people that had sciatic nerve pain to come back and tell me it's gone, that have had tinnitus to come back and tell me that it's gone, Um, vertigo. Vertigo, for some reason right now, there's a lot of young people experiencing vertigo, you know, that dizziness where you just can't seem to catch your your balance. You just hear a drink all the time. Um, I had a young lady that came to me just last week. She could not take an escalator. It's that just the movement of the escalator made her dizzy and nauseous, so mm. she avoided escalators. And she came back and told me, and I didn't know this before she got the piece, and she didn't know it was going to affect her this way. When she came back, she said, for the first time in years, I can take the escalator because mm. I don't get dizzy anymore. So That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And I just know when people come back with these testimonies, that lets me know that, Okay, the formula that I'm using, you know, along with mm-hmm. my personal um, input is working. It's having a positive effect on those who have a piece. So I'm I'm very, very thankful and humbled um, in the whole experience that I can affect uh, people in that on that level. Well, I want to pop back in real quick and check with uh, the brother Abdullah if you're still here. It looks like, did you have any follow-up comments to the question? Did it answer what you were inquiring? Um, yes, yes, it it, it does. Um, I, uh, you know, I, it does, it does, because she also you know as a, as the creator of the pieces i i noticed you know she said as the creator she has to be you know in a positive um have a positive attitude when creating the pieces so you know it it seems that you know you you have to be open you know to to you know to to what 
the effects that it might have, you know, but I, I, I don't, I, yeah. So I, I think, I think she answered my question. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I wanted to check back in. Thank you for calling this evening. And, you know, I was thinking about, um, I put you back through the call queue, but um, how Every artist, like Beethoven wrote, you know, while he, you can hear, dun, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that he was in a turbulent energy as he was bringing forth this symphony, you know? Um, uh, I think every artist, like when they are in an energy of sadness or melancholy, they're channeling it into their art or their music or their creation. Um, any person who works with like clay, uh, pottery as a medium says that, you know, you have to really bring your energetic person into the creative process. And I think that is where um, you're working with materials just like uh, paint, clay, resin, musical instruments, right? But then the energy that you as the craftsman bring, and we've all heard performances that are flat, that don't have any emotional context to them, even though the pieces are created technically performed well. And you know what I'm saying? So the whole thing of medium versus energy and then using them together to achieve your goal, you certainly are not wanting to in an organ balancing energy device wanting to throw imbalanced energy into it. But say a person who is trying to create a picture or an artwork or something that challenges people is definitely going to want mm-hmm. to channel all of that angst and, and sorrow or <laughs> despair into their their peace if they're trying to move people to tears, you know what I'm saying? So, And I think with exactly. organ, you can't even pour organ if it's too, uh, if the environment outside is like too damp or too, you know, you're like looking at a lot of things that go into the use of resin as well that would shift yeah. the product as it comes out. Yes, yes. Uh, resin is a very mercurial type of personality. You know, um, if it's too, like you said, if it's if it's too damp outside, or when the weather is cold, if it's cold inside, resin has a personality. It's like, no, I'm not going to cooperate. You know, you should heat me up. You know, I don't like the cold. I don't like the damp. So you you do have to be very conscious of of the environment that you pour your resin in. And again, being a water, being a water substance, and anybody that is familiar with Dr. Emoto's work, the Japanese mm-hmm. scientist, that mm-hmm. the frequencies that different words that you want in your water bottle or that you expose water to can change the molecular structure mm-hmm. of that water. So resin mm-hmm. being, you know, very much like water, you have to be very careful of the energy, the frequency that it's exposed to because it does hold it. It does mm-hmm. hold it. You know, one of the, um, we have some more collars to bring on, but I was going to say, I think the most expensive piece of organ or organite that I've ever encountered personally was at the, uh, there was a Rising Spirit um, event up at Cobb Galleria here in Atlanta a few years ago, and there were probably 100 vendors in there, but one guy had made an Organite electric guitar, 
and it was this gorgeous, <laughs> deep burgundy. I think I told you about it after I saw it because it was several thousand dollars, and he said it is mm-hmm. actually a working electric guitar, but the amount of resin, first of all, and the resin craft needed to have that mold to even pour it, and the mm-hmm. amount of quantity of materials because the whole thing was flecked with mica and sparkly. I can't even imagine the kind of music that could be created with that. It really made me excited to think about it, but it was way, way out of my range. <laughs> I would love to be an instrument made out of resin. That must have been beautiful. <laughs> I know, I know. It had to be the electric part because I don't think it would vibrate like a typical guitar, you know what I'm saying, to be able to generate sound like a, a regular guitar would, but it was super cool. Now, Organite is not inexpensive, but it's also not not affordable, you know what I'm saying? So it's not something that you're that I've ever seen be like $5 or $10 because you're talking about several materials that go into making it, but it's certainly affordable to buy multiple pieces for yourself, you know, from bracelets to smaller pyramids to pendants mm-hmm. pendants and things of that nature, at least what I've seen from you and from other people on Etsy and Instagram and stuff. Um, it's not something that's so expensive that it's not available to the everyday person. That's correct. That's correct. And more and more people are are um, interested in the craft and wanting uh, to learn how to make pieces for themselves, family, or maybe even to sell eventually. So, I mean, when I first started, I, I think 2011, um, there were some pieces online that were like 120, 120, and they were just the same size as mine. So now, oh, wow. you know. Yeah, there there were some expensive pieces online, and I think you can mm. still find a few. But now, you know, I think the playing field has been leveled considerably now that we have more artists and um, people who are interested in energy getting into the craft, which I think is a beautiful thing because we all could use a small piece of organite somewhere mm-hmm. in our life. Yes. <laughs> we're all being said, so we can all use a piece. Absolutely. I totally agree. So we've got a caller here who's been holding patiently. Caller ending 5645. You're on the Vibrarian Show. Who are we speaking with? Uh, Hello, this is Elias Mustafa. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's my son. Yay! How wonderful! Thank you. <laughs> no, no, so thank no you for listening. Absolutely, absolutely, my pleasure. I've been patiently listening and waiting for my my turn to speak, but mostly, I've been enjoying the intellectual conversation and learning about learning more about you know the creation process of Oregonite and Oregon Energy. Well, I know that I appreciate you calling in your mother. I mean, it's a beautiful thing because not only are you, um, you know, on the phone this evening, I believe that we have your daughter as well on the line this evening. And Rakaya, welcome to the show. You also are creating and I don't know if you are as well, Elias, but you all, this is like a family affair in terms of bringing positive vibration to the masses. 
is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I I am not a creator yet, but I am definitely benefiting from the creations that both my mom and my sister have have created. So I I am really on the the consumer and the testimonial end of of this this wonderful product. And I I just wanted to give a little bit of uh, testimonial and, and background on how uh, Oregon Oregonite and Oregon Energy has been uh, you know so beneficial to me and uh, uh, you know the the past decade uh, since my mom has started creating this. Um, so just a little background in um, uh, ten years ago, uh, approximately ten years ago, I suffered uh, an aortic dissection. And I had a stroke, multiple strokes as a result of complications from the surgery. So mm-hmm. um, after multiple months of uh, uh, various types of rehabilitation, physical, vocational, uh, and speech therapy, uh, the, the, there was a point in time where I, we realized, and my, definitely my mom realized that we needed to boost you know, the, the level of recovery and add more tools to the arsenal of, you know, quote-unquote professional medical uh, tools that were at our disposal at the time. And uh, it, it was at that point in time where along, you know, so at some point in my recovery where she introduced me uh, or I was introduced to, to Oregon, Oregonite and Oregon Energy. And I, I can I cannot believe the first time I was a skeptic because I am you know I call myself a man of science and this that and the other but after the first test the you know the balance test that she did on me and I have a very weakened right side of my body because of you know the the damage uh, that the stroke did uh, to the left side of my brain but the the first test was you know, undoubtedly made me, you know, the biggest appreciator and believer of, you know, the craft and of, of Oregon energy. Um, she, she put the, uh, the Oregon in my, my, my left hand and she did the, uh, and I'm sure everyone probably has seen the test that she does. She will try and, you know, as with as much forces as she can pull you off balance. And mm-hmm. I was, as you know, rooted as a baobab tree. I wasn't going anywhere, and it just, you know, it it just felt so good, you know, just to, you know, in that one instant, just to be converted to, you know, maybe the the biggest skeptic to the biggest believer and appreciator of, uh, you know, the the product and you know the energy. Mm. I'm called to share. I knew that there was a like a personal motivation behind your beginning to work with Oregon Energy, just from your bio on your webpage and stuff. But I had never really gotten personal <laughs> to find out, you know, what your testimony was. So this is thank you for sharing. And we have Rakaya on the line as well, live at this point too. So <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everybody was patched in for this part because it certainly is something that your family then has experienced in a real and tangible way. Greetings. Absolutely. I am here. How are you doing this evening? 
<laughs> Wonderful. Yes, I just wanted to share a few words as well. Um, Elias, of course, is my baby brother. So when he went not feeling well, um, the whole family kind of went into a tailspin. And when my mom came up, actually, the universe brought the Oregon energy to her um, as she was on a mission to get Elias healed up. That's that's the baby. So um, when she started making this Oregon just on the premise that she felt the energy and she was tested as well, there was Oregon everywhere. I mean, all the ice trays, anything that might have looked like a mold, might have accidentally, you know, became a mold, didn't know it it was going to have that lifespan. Everything was being made into Oregon because the level of protection and healing that um, we experienced right off, especially because of what Elias was going through, we saw it lie. Mm-hmm. We saw him mm-hmm. come to it from a space of, okay, what kind of physical life is he going to have here going forward to, oh my goodness, this is mm-hmm. limitless. Mm-hmm. His healing is now limitless because the, the activation of the energy has just gone sky high. Um, mommy, I love you, of course. Let's let's go ahead and put that out there. Um, I do have a question, though, because it hasn't been um, touched on yet. And maybe um, you talked about human healing. Um, do pets benefit from it? And because you can't do a muscle test on a pet, do you have anything you can share um, in that light? Like, have, have you had any testimonials or stories how someone's pet might, you know, receive some energy or some benefit? They're in. Okay. Okay. That's a really good question. I have. We've had um, several people that purchased from me, and I was not able to do uh, a muscle test on their pet. Um, but I, I did the muscle test on them, and I said, well, your kitty cat or your dog is a sentient being. They do have energy centers themselves. They're, um, you know, <laughs> they're very close. Uh, to to the the human experience when it comes to the energy, and they bought it with the hope. I'm thinking of one woman in particular who had a very sick kitty cat. Uh, she was very old, and she um, was probably transitioning, but she was very agitated and very unhappy. And she bought it for uh, her cat, and the cat did transition, but. The uh, lady came back and said that once she put the organ on her cat, that it did calm down. It was very peaceful. It was a very peaceful transition. It stopped crying. It stopped, you know, kind of fighting the process and transitioned very peacefully. I've had several people mm-hmm. that bought them for dogs. Um, uh, again, I'm trying to remember. It's been several years since I've... Uh, had a testimony, but I do remember one person had a beautiful white lab, and it was just hyper, just, you know, jumping everywhere. She had a lot of success with, with her pet as well. He calmed down over time. It took a couple of weeks, but he did calm down. He was more obedient, more relaxed. Now, the experience I had with a cat we had in the house, excuse me, um, we took in a stray cat, and he was really, really kind of messed up. I think he got in a dog fight. He brought his cat paws to a dog fight, and the dog won. So he was chewed up, his arms chewed up. We took him to the vet. And I took him to the vet, and the doctor, I told the vet, who was open 
to the idea of energy medicine and really had some experience, not only opening this, he, he has some experience with, um, you know, muscle testing animals and um, natural remedies for animals. And he did a muscle test on Hoppy. That was our kitty cat's name. And he said, yes, this is definitely something, speaking of the organ engine, this is definitely something that is, has a positive influence on pets. So we do make some puppy paws. Um, I do have them now and then. I make little um, molds that look like puppy paws um, to put around the pet's, um, what do you call it? Uh, collar. What do you call, call it? The collar. Yes, thank you. It's on the pet's <laughs> collar that can hang off to, you know, and you can just put it in the pet's bed when the pet sleeps at night, when your pet sleeps at night, and we get that energy as well. Yeah, so it does work on pets, Absolutely. Well, and let me just chime in that uh, one brother, uh, Zavdiel, uh, who is a wonderful crystal craftsman himself, he raves about like he keeps a piece of organite in his car, in his vehicle, like on the dashboard. And he swears that he gets better mileage out of his car than a regular tank of gas from having that uh, force, I guess, energy field running close to his engine. So not just mm-hmm. animate objects, <laughs> but inanimate mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that are, you know, energy too, yeah. just moving at a different frequency, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Well, in, in all of my pieces, um, and I just started doing this, I guess, the last, uh, I'll say the last three or four years, I've added a gem. I've added a um, a gemstone called shungite um, into my pieces. And in Russia, which is where the source of shungite is, in Russia they've been using it for many many years as not only a grounding stone like black tourmaline, but um, a, a stone that can actually um, I don't know, but just shift the energy and slow down the energy of your um, your meters, your electric meters, your water meters. Um, they put them outside uh, on their meters. to. <laughs> they put them in their water to just, just the gemstone, just the stone itself. And it just looks like a piece of charcoal. But um, I can believe that if he has Shungite in that piece, that it does probably help with his gas usage. But I think more mm-hmm. importantly is when you have a piece of organ in your car, it's absorbing some of the energy. What happens, like, when you're driving your car and you get on your cell phone, you answer your cell phone, that energy, that EMF energy, electromagnetic frequency is bouncing from the satellite to the cell phone tower into your car. Once that energy gets in your car, it's bouncing back and forth between your metal doors, using you as a conductor of that electromagnetic frequency, which is very, very debilitating mm-hmm. for your, your, your energy system. So to have a piece of organ in the car, it's, it's really a very good protective force field and keeping you from absorbing so much of that EMF frequency, which is stuck in your car. So, yeah, mm-hmm. organ in the car, a definite. <laughs> Uh, See, I learned something new every time I talk with you. That's why I love it. Um, Elias and Rakaia, did you have any other things? Because I do have some more people who want on the air. Did you have any other things that you wanted to say before I shift you back over into the listening queue? 
I know, Rakaia, you're actually I, making Organite with your mom, correct? I am, and, you know, she covers all the, all the bases, and she teaches me what she knows, and then we get creative together. So it's a bubble of creativity that happens between us, and <laughs> the new ideas form kind of naturally. So it's, it's like yin-yang. It's awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't uh, want um, Rakia to be the only one that said this and leave me hanging like a bad son, but I love you too, Mom. Um, and and uh, I, 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 I wanted to say that I, I keep uh, a pyramid uh, at work, at my, uh, at my desk, uh, at home in my bedroom, you know, to, to keep a lot of the, the frequencies from, uh, you know, the vi- very high pace. Uh, the high stressful environment that I work in in the city, and just to keep a, a lot of peace in the immediate environment that I'm in. So it's been very very helpful uh, to me. I think that you know it's it's made me less stressful, and you know it's. I think that with visually, you know, when I saw a couple of the pieces that I picked uh, initially, I think that visual pleasure that and I immediately gained from looking at it also mm-hmm. brought uh, some positivity into me mm-hmm. along with the added benefits of uh, what Oregon does in itself. I did have that, you know, this visual pleasure, you know, pleasurable thing to look mm-hmm. at that, you know, really made me feel good as well. Thank Absolutely. You. And that's not accidental. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank thank you, you, both of you, for tuning in to the show. Of course, uh, you're going to support your mother, and that's beautiful, but also for contributing to the conversation. Thank you both. (laughs) Madiba, did you want to say anything before I take the next caller? (laughs) I just want to say for all the beautiful beings out there that I did not pay them to say that, okay? Tracy J. Oh, Dr. Tracy Hello. J. Welcome to the show. Dr. Tracy is 
one of the amazing and gifted uh, individuals who provide services at the Blue Barn at the Psychic Fair at Gloria's and as well um, works with the Vibrary and will be at the Elevation Station. And she's just a phenomenal metaphysician, a philosophy and metaphysician. So welcome to the show, Dr. Tracy. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I just wanted to put my two cents in or um, give a testimony of this wonderful, beautiful woman who has created these these amazing, powerful pieces. I just wanted to say that I really thank you and I appreciate your heart and your love. And I have a testimony surrounding um, my being a healer and um I've been on this journey for a while, and uh, I do my work with a wide open heart, and sometimes I get really, really caught up and lose sight of myself in in terms of making sure that I am covered so that I will not uh, take on other people's energies as I heal and assist and and them taking a, a journey into their heart. And I remember uh, Ms. Madiva, I don't know I'm saying your name wrong, please forgive me, uh, that that she shared with me how, you know, as many have shared with me how I have to be mindful of um, making sure that I have the proper protection or um, the the tools that I, to keep from um, experiencing things or energies that would harm me as a result of my heart being so wide open in what I do. And so one day when um, uh, she was at the fair where I was doing readings, I was having a conversation with her, and her daughter um, was sharing with me um, and did the muscle test in holding the the, the um, necklace that I now wear and never take off. Um, and it's just been such a such a blessing to me as a healer to be able to have something um, that I know without a shadow of a doubt has helped me to be able to do my work and not have to be concerned about taking on um, other energies that would keep me from fully manifesting or moving forward in what I've been called to do. And as I've been listening to um, the show and learning more about uh, what I have around my neck, I can say that I have another testimony in regards to um, I noticed that I haven't been having these pains in my right shoulder, and I had no idea, nor did I contribute to having um, this work of art around my neck. And so now I can say that I am truly grateful for it on a whole nother level in terms of um, actually my my arm being healed. And so thank you again for your love and your power and your dedication and um, what you do in helping us to be able to, to do what we do with um, having the assurance of your work being um, so powerful um, as it is. And so I just wanted to share that testimony and to say thank you again, and I love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much, Tracy. And your love is really accepted with all my heart and returned to you. As quickly as I take it, I'm turning it back because what you're doing as well is such a beautiful work. But thank you for saying that. That was just beautiful. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. 
Dr. Tracy, thank you so much for calling in, and I know that we will be having you back on the Vibrarian show probably pretty soon because you've got some exciting projects with a book release coming up, and we've already talked with you about your um, angelic cards, and I know you've got some new cards, heart scan cards that are coming out, so we will definitely look forward to having another conversation with you on the Vibrarian show. Thank you for calling. Yes, me too. Okay, thank you. Love you. <laughs> okay, we've got another call here with a question. Let me see if we can bring on caller ending in 7141. You are on the Vibrarian show. Who are we speaking with? This is Dr. Yolanda Clay. How are you? Oh, Dr. Clay, oh, it's beautiful. This is a wonderful support in here. Now, Dr. Clay, you are also a organ creator. I am. I took the class from, well, I call her Umi Madiwa because she is my spiritual mother. But um, mm. I did take the class from her recently, maybe about a month and a half ago or so, and I started making my pieces, and I was very excited about it, and we did a couple of places to vend, and um, yeah, the reaction that I got from the people that were coming by was just awesome. (laughs) Um, And prior to that, I had been using the organ on my and then I incorporated it in my practice. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I got many testimonies from my clients as well. But I did want to share uh, a testimony with the Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, Omi where we have a place in Jamaica. And we do retreats and healing retreats for um, our clients as well um, with the organ and the bioenergetic assessments. And we went to Jamaica for two weeks uh, a year ago. And um, we went to an event. We weren't vending at the event. We, we didn't even have our organ jewelry. We just were at the event. Um, and people were complimenting our jewelry. And so we ended up getting, getting some pieces and selling a few pieces. So maybe about a week later, a friend of mine in Jamaica, she owns a bar, and I was down there visiting her, and people were complimenting my jewelry, and I started doing the energy test in the bar. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. um, uh, a few days after that, we were getting testimonies. People people were calling. People were coming by, (laughs) purchasing the organs. Anywhere we went, they were purchasing the organs by the end of that week we had like a crew of people all over mm-hmm. uh Negril, Jamaica wearing organs, right? So the day we were leaving, I got a call from my friend and she said, I need to meet with you guys. I already have some organs sold. I said, We're on our way to the airport. I can't we can't um get to you when I come back I'll bring them. So I traveled back to Jamaica two weeks later. I had so many people waiting on the organs. So I go to a, a, a restaurant to to meet up to show the organs that were already basically sold. 
And so people were in the restaurant, and they were complimenting the jury. So this guy comes up to me, and he was a skeptic. He did not believe it. He was not into any type of energy healing or anything like that. He just thought the jury was cute, but he and he couldn't, he didn't, he saw me doing the energy test on other people, and he just was a skeptic. I'm a small frame woman, and this was a, a, a like a six-foot-two guy, maybe 200-something pounds. So I do the um, test. It works. Um, he, buys a cu- he buys a piece. I see him three days later at the restaurant that morning, and he is just so hyped. <laughs> he is just bragging and talking about how he said, you have no idea the work I've gotten done in the past three days. He said, I had to take it off because I had to, I, I was so, had so much energy and I was doing all these different things. And so um, that was, that was, that was great. Well, a few days after that, I'm leaving and um, there's a healer in Jamaica who I'd been dealing with for five years. So I stop at her place to buy some of her products. And um, her, uh, her family, they were having a birthday party. So as I'm talking to her children who are around my age, I says, yeah, your mom, she's great. Um, I've been using her products for five years, and I, you know, I have people in America that love it. So she has this healing oil. So um, this woman from a distance says, no, your mom is the one that's great. So I turned around mm-hmm. and she said, I know you don't know me, but I know you. She said, but I know your mom. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. everywhere in Jamaica that uh, Umi Madiwa has been, I've been. So if you know her, you definitely know me. <laughs> and so she told me she was at the restaurant that day that I did the energy test on the guy and mm-hmm. that she had never met, personally met my mother, but she – um. She said just the talk about her throughout the restaurant uh, mm. afterwards. And then the guy who bought the jewelry, she was with him. So she was just going on and on and on. And so I was saying, look, you, you're not even trying to. You're assisting in healing all over the world. Just just mm-hmm. from that, because we were getting people, I mean, in Jamaica, you mean people from all over the world, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, uh, that was very eye-opening for me. Um, the testimonies that I got back, people can't wait for us to get back. Even the bar I went into, I said, this is too funny. I had to call Omi and say, I go into this bar, and right on the wall, they have your picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you don't want nobody to know me, but if they go into the bar, they're going to see it anyway. Um, and then, too, we'll be out. I've had friends that'll say, I'll be out, and someone stopped me and will say, and will say I know who made that for you. Oh, my God, where mm-hmm. is she? I've been looking for her forever and things like that. So, um, you know, that's just one of so many testimonies that um, that I have with the Psy Oregon and the experience with uh, Umi Madiwa. And, um, and, I, and I didn't hear the part where you said pound one, so I've been on the phone for an hour like, how, am, how, how is she not kidding me? And I had to call sorry. one of the family members. <laughs> I yeah, was like, sorry. how is she not kidding me? So, 
Well, I was so engrossed in the conversation, I didn't even pause to do the little mid-show housekeeping. So I'm glad somebody gave you the tea on that. <laughs> well, Dr. Clay, I'm very glad that you called in, and I am very excited to see some of your pieces that are, you know, coming out. I haven't had time to really peruse uh, at Gloria's event, uh, being that I was working at the time, but um, I look forward to seeing you and uh, Madiwa at the Vibrary Elevation Station on the 19th. For those of you that are listening that are in the Atlanta area, I'm having a pop-up event. It's a beautiful space and gathering of metaphysical products, services, high vibrational people, vendors, and readers. And um, you all are participating. You've been working, uh, participating in my event since they started two years ago. And I just love being able to bring more people into awareness about your beautiful work and how and Oregon can really help you balance your life. So, and Dr. Clay, you know, I know that you also are a holistic doctor. So I love this is now a gathering of people who are cross-pollinating, right? And that there's no real separation when you're healing people. It's all blending together uh, because we are at our, our most fundamental level energetic beings. So thank you for calling in this evening. <laughs> thank you for having the show. Absolutely. So since everyone is providing a testimony, I do have to share my experience simply because it's a little bit more on the fringe <laughs> of things. And then I, I have a couple more questions for you afterwards. But um, so I am like, a, you know, an aware and awakened psychic intuitive. And so I'm, you know, providing professional services as well as being and just living with a connection to my divine guidance. And I frequently go to Mexico down to the Yucatan Peninsula. And I was down there on my last trip and a good friend of mine who had undergone a spiritual awakening was telling me that he had been experiencing uh, in his meditation time where he would begin to channel and channel energies and he was really just trying to get a feel for what had been happening and what he was hearing and experiencing in his body and the words that were kind of flowing through him and I was one of the people that he turned to to talk to about it because it had been actually kind of disruptive for him and his family because um you know, if somebody is all of a sudden meditating and they begin to speak in a, a voice that's not necessarily their own or their own mannerisms uh, start to shift, it can be very, very disruptive, um, especially if it's not happening in a way where um, even the person who's experiencing it understands fully what's going on. So he had been telling me that, you know, he wanted me to be an observer to this to see what my feeling was about it. And so we were sitting one evening and I hadn't even really thought about it, but as I was sitting there talking with him, I wound up having like a huge hunk of chrysocolla, a big rose quartz that I had with me because I travel with all my things, you know, all my sacred objects that are super important to me, travel with me wherever I go. But I wound up having kind of like this arc circle, half circle of crystals 
kind of between me and him, and I had been reading cards and bringing messages. So I had like this angel card and and other things. And I normally was wearing your organite pendant. Um, it was a beautiful lotus flower with a sparkly pink background. I'm sure you remember that, you know your pieces. So I had actually taken it off and was sitting with it on the table, kind of like moving it around. And so all of a sudden, um, the energy shifted, and he was like talking and things, and he reached out and picked up my necklace. And as he held it, his hand and his arm started shaking, and it started clattering on the table, like clack, 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 right, in a very kind of disruptive way. And he was looking at it very strangely. And I said, what is going on? What's wrong? He said, I'm trying to figure out why I can't pick this up. And then it was like he forcibly, like, his hand jerked open and he dropped it on the ground and could not pick it up anymore. So at that point, I was like, hold on, let's stop the presses because if you cannot handle the energy of organite, if it's foreign to you and it's not something that you can stand to have in your energetic field, then I am certain that I don't want you in my energetic field either at that point. So needless mm-hmm. to say, I called in all of my highest vibrational guides and true source, love, divine energy, the feminine energy, the angels, archangels, everybody was on deck at that point. <laughs> and I wound up, you know, um, for like several minutes, like uh, he was kind of um, – Opening and closing, opening and closing, he would come back and he would be like, I know who you are. And then this energy would come forward again that was just kind of like observing me. It made me very uncomfortable. But I was like, no, you need to leave. You need to go. You know, he, he, you are in control of this. Don't allow anyone to just pick up your phone and make phone calls with it was kind of like the mm-hmm. overall lesson of the teaching at that moment. I never expected to be in that kind of encounter because that's not really the spiritual work that I do. I do have friends who work in that area that would quickly have been, you know, be gone, you know, back, you know, step back and kind of manage it differently. <laughs> But what I realized is that my organite was like my thermometer, if you will, that let me know that there was something not aligned with what I wanted to experience and probably was not at all healthy for my friend either. And when he reemerged out of that kind of trance state, then he was able to handle it just fine. And he touched it. he had probably picked it up before, right? But it was just in that one moment when things had really changed that his interaction with the organite actually changed as well. And so, you know, after that point, I think it was a couple days later, I wound up putting it back on just to wear. And I wound up having like a little, like almost like a, uh, a bruise or a 
a burn, if you will, on my skin, so where I wound up taking it off, and I haven't actually worn it since that time, and I don't know if it had just transmuted so much energy, and it was the metal part that was on the back of your organite, not the front part, so it was Mm -hmm. kind of just against Mm -hmm. my breastbone, and so, Mm -hmm. you know, it took quite a while for that little area to heal, um, and it was just like a little spot where it was almost like I had gotten um, a scrape or a bruise or something like that. And so I said mm-hmm. to myself, you know, thank you. I thank the Organite for the work that it did. It's now just in my sacred objects, but I don't wear it. And I haven't replaced mm-hmm. it yet, so I will be seeing you for a new lotus necklace <laughs> because I love that uh, that so much Quan Yin energy for me there. But um, it mm-hmm. was very, very interesting to see something literally shaking and vibrating and clanking across the table because the person couldn't mm-hmm. pick it up. So that's, you know, a a little bit more intense uh, example than what everyone else has shared, but it's really what happened to me, you know what I'm saying? And I understood Mm -hmm. it to be the indicator that it was at that moment because I love your work, and if you can't touch your work, then there's, there's we're not of the same vibration. <laughs> Let me just put it like that, you know. So. Yes, I agree. I agree. But, you know, if I think that's a testimony, too, is to the fact that you have to be very careful of the energies that you channel into your person and you, that you invite mm-hmm. into your energy force field. Because, it's you know, there 90% of what we're experiencing is on the invisible as you know, we experience this incarnation. We know the tangible, what we can see, feel, hear, and touch is there, but there's a whole other world of frequency out there. There's a whole other world. There, there are entities out there. Not to throw anybody off. I'm not going into woo-woo land, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of energy out there that, that, that doesn't resonate on a very high or a very positive frequency, and it can be very and extremely chaotic. There's a lot of chaotic energy out there. So it sounds like he channeled something very powerful that did not resonate with you or that did not, you know, did not resonate with him when he's just in his normal state. And more than likely, Absolutely. you're going to um, put a protective force field around you um, and let him Absolutely. know, look, there's something going on here that is not copacetic. You better be careful. So... That's, a, that's an excellent question. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. It's like you don't have to know that there's a flu virus to know that the flu virus can make you sick. You don't have to see it. You know what I'm saying? You can see the evidence of the flu if you get the flu. So the same thing with, you know, other kinds of energy. And I know that it is somewhat woo-woo for people when you step into that. But for some of us that live in woo-woo land, this is part of like a normal conversation for us. So, you know, we're straddling kind of both the scientific of creating molecules and atoms and the woo-woo mm-hmm. of energy and channeling and beings of, you know, of frequency. So for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and that's one thing mm-hmm. I love about being able to have the conversations on the show is that we kind of range from A to Z. Now, I do mm-hmm. want to touch on this because I've noticed on your product range, <laughs> 
You have mm-hmm. a product that is uh, what? Let me just say we're going to keep it uh, adult here because it is after ten o'clock at night. You have a mm-hmm. cock ring product that has organite in it. And for those of you who need a description, this would be a device that fits around the base of the penis that has organite in it, and I'm assuming that it is meant to help be an energetic, I don't know, is, well, part of me said, well, if you need protection from it like that, you probably shouldn't be in it, but I don't know if that was the wrong assumption about what it's for, if it's for virility instead of protection, but I thought to myself, you know, I guess, is it an energetic condom, or is it for strength or stamina? What's the purpose of having organite, at the, you know? No, let me just straight right off the bat. Okay. Do not. I'm sorry, me. I couldn't. What did you say? I I, it was muffled on that. It is not a condom. Don't think <laughs> that you can use that for boxing. <laughs> a condom. My, my daughter, actually, my daughter created the the Sa Organ G ring. I think she called G ring, and she yes. can speak on it much better than I can. So I'm gonna. I'm going to let her speak to me. She's right here, so she can tell you about it, okay? Okay. <laughs> Greetings. Again. Hi. So, hey. So, um, basically, the idea behind that was uh, we make waist beads as well. And so mm-hmm. I've been wearing my organ waist beads for years. I, I wear them years at a time. In fact, I started wearing or putting organ bells on my waist beads because there were a couple of times where I would leave the house and I'm a half a mile up the street, and I didn't put on any Oregon. So I would have to hump back to the house because I'm not just going to be lingering around on this earth unprotected. So I would hump back to the house and put on some earrings or whatever it is. I said, so what can I wear? So I have the Oregon on my body all the time. So I, I made the, the waist beads with the Oregon bell on it. So I have mine on all the time. And, you know, I was just in a crappy mood, and I was like, that seems kind of unfair. You know, I said, what are we going to do? We feel protected all the time. I said, this seems kind of unfair. What are we going to do for the fellas? So um, mm-hmm. it came as a culmination of trying to develop something that a man could wear for long periods of time that they don't have to think about it. You know, you might have a bracelet or a pendant that doesn't necessarily go with your suit, you know. Well, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. So I was just trying to mirror the idea of how can we have our fellas have something protect them at all times. So that's when I started creating that. You know, I started experimenting with some of my, my male cousins and my male friends and my, my close mm-hmm. ones that could give me real feedback <laughs> on, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on here. Cause, you know, clearly, you have to go, you know. <laughs> That idea idea started to sprout. And then, you know, when we started looking at different ways, my mom and I, of how a mold can be translated into different works of art, we're Mm -hmm. like, there's no holds barred, you know. That's just one of the things that came about for the yin-yang, again, effect. The ladies have Mm -hmm. this. What can the males have, you know, that can mirror having something you have with you at all times. And it certainly helps that we are in this 5G world. 
mm-hmm. and there are all mm-hmm. kind of fertility problems. There are all kind of problems happening. Um, there's so much prostate cancer. It mm-hmm. cannot hurt to have a piece of organ sitting right there in that space. Where hopefully mm-hmm. you're not paying a whole whole lot of attention to that space throughout the day, but it's there protecting you even in those those periods of times when you're not you know focused in that space. So that was that was the idea. It wasn't necessarily, okay, necessarily so, a whole. <laughs> so it's not necessarily like a for performance and sex when they're like erect. This is to wear around their genitalia, like just on the daily. Yes, or it's both. But I did. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, I will say that you know, in my research phase of of coming up with this, I was like, can you wear it during you know sexual uh, performance? And I did some research, and, and you can. So what I've done is, oh my gosh, I went through several rounds of prototypes trying to figure out how it could have some flex. So it does have flex, mm-hmm. so it will accommodate, you know, right, the rising and, and the falling of, you know, partial or full erections throughout the day or whenever. So my idea okay. was how can I create something that could be worn fluidly for a long period of time and have the person or the wearer reap as many benefits as possible. So that's okay. what Okay. Thank you. I was curious because, you know, I, I was like, let me not assume, first of all, and let me ask. So I knew I was going to bring it up this evening. Something mm-hmm. told me it was probably a, a more useful part of the product line as well. <laughs> so, But you, uh, you do have things like for baseball hats. For bags, not just, uh, and mm-hmm. your bracelets are not necessarily gender focused. They're uh, suitable for either men or women. Your pendants yeah. are a spectrum of uh, gender neutral to more feminine to more uh, heavier pieces. And then you have pyramids of various sizes and and domes. And I'm, I told you I would love to get a charging plate for uh, my uh, to put water on uh, before I yeah. drink it. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, you're I'm you're just emerging with more and more products as the creativity comes forward. So I think that's very cool too. No, oh, thank you, thank you. We're we're always trying to think of what's next. You know, and I think one of the things I'd like to get into is making my own molds so that I can make something like a guitar, like the one you saw. <laughs> I would love to yes. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I'll start with a flute or something like that, but that would right. require making a mold. Mm-hmm. I would love and to that's a lot of that. trial and error for your, your uh, products mm-hmm. and for your materials. But I do have, mm-hmm. um, you know, one beautiful part about working, and not just with Medewa Golden Era. Let me just be clear that, as she said, there are many, many people now who are doing this. And if you are interested in becoming like a craft wizard yourself, some people love to play in the sandbox, then absolutely you can do that. And I I hope to be able to share some information about Medewa's classes in the near future uh, because she has talked about, you have talked about moving more into the educator role because there's a demand for that from people who've been wanting to learn from you how to do it. But, you know, there are 
when these tools are out there for us so readily available, it won't be long before we start seeing these in the big box chains because I've started to see amethyst and rose quartz like the retail stores and everybody is kind of like jumping on the bandwagon and I believe that it's better to support the small craftsmen and women who are really pouring their own creative energy and spirit into bringing these beautiful things that help people into form and reality and of course to financially support that with your business shop small shop local you know I believe that as well so uh, I don't want it to seem like I'm uh, only tooting your horn. Of course I am, but I'm, an, you know, I own pieces by other creators myself. So uh, just participate in the economy in some way, shape, or form, you know. Now, um, you are available. Oh, this is a, so you also do custom pieces. So I have a beautiful carnelian egg that I am have asked and requisitioned for you to create a custom piece. I don't care what it really looks like because I trust your artistic vision. Do you do like consigned and requ uh, requested pieces with frequency? I I do. When you say with frequency, I really take it on an individual case by case. Um, level because I do not want to take some somebody's beautiful heirloom gemstone that their great-grandmother gave them and try to put it in a piece of resin and it doesn't come out because there's no going back with resin, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm infallible. I can make mistakes. So mm -hmm. um, I do it on a case-by-case basis. I'll you know, discuss with you what you'd like to have made, and if I feel comfortable that I could do it and, and you know, make you happy and make something beautiful and powerful energetically for you, yes. But I can't just say, yes, I do custom, but I will talk to you about your custom piece, and I will give you a very honest feedback. If I don't feel like com comfortable with doing it, I'm just going to say, no, I just don't think I can handle this case. But, um, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, in general, I will do Okay. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, whew, I'm glad mm -hmm. I made the cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> and where can people find you now? I know you've been, like, uh, at, all over Atlanta. For those of you who are in the Atlanta area, I know your website is www.goldenerracreations.com. And are you mm -hmm. still on Etsy then actively? Uh, well, Etsy monitors our uh, website, but um, we are basically at goldenerracreations.com. That's where we have okay. all of our pieces exhibited just on our individual website. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and they can purchase and we, through your website directly. Yes, yes, definitely, okay. definitely. And I um, am at various shows and festivals around town. Um, of course, I will be at Vibra the Vibrarian um, show coming up, your show coming up on the 19th. We're very excited to do that and be a part of this kind of launching of uh, the new energy of the Vibrarian in, in 2020. And yay. Um, uh, yay. <laughs> uh, when spring
spring comes around again, I'm usually just uh, just about every weekend I'm down at Atlantic Station. Um, that that mm-hmm. has been kind of a place to be during the the summer, spring and summer months. And in between that, just different various festivals that we try to post on Facebook when we're going to be different places. And also, they can follow you on Instagram at at Golden Era Creations as well to see pictures of new products and to kind of keep up with where you're vending in the Atlanta area. I know out at Atlantic Station in the market there, it's really beautiful in the spring and summertime, and that's a very Mm -hmm. uh, vibrant kind of intersection of Atlanta between tourists and and people shopping at ATLians and such as that. It's really Mm -hmm. a beautiful space. I've popped by to visit you there as well. It's like a summer breeze, an open tent, and beautiful mm-hmm. sunshine, you know, with our Atlanta weather, uh, and it fits right mm-hmm. alongside the energy of your your work. So, you know, mm-hmm. I thank you for sharing some of this information with us. Now, I do want to also bring up there is a bit of controversy about the term organite. And I, I don't know if it finally has settled down, but would you share a little bit about your, uh, at least from what you know about this whole organite as a term yeah. issue? Yes. yes. So I actually stopped using the term organite because of the issues that came up for two reasons. The issues that came up, um, there was a person, uh, a German person, a German guy, who claims that he coined the term organite with the I-T-E on organ. And um, it's so funny because I met him at the uh, Blue Barn. This was several years ago, maybe five years ago. He came into the Blue Barn, and he came right to my table, and I had seen him on the Internet. He was very, very kind of stern and scientific and, you know, he was kind of criticizing people that really claiming they didn't really know what they were doing and on and on and on. He was very nice to me. He came to my table, and he started saying, well, you know, um, I'm thinking about um, uh, uh, putting out a cease and desist order on anybody who's using the term organite, okay? Mm-hmm. And I just like to myself, okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, we don't have to use or organite is, you know, universal life force energy. We don't have to call it anything. And the um, thing is, he ended up buying one of my pieces, two of my pieces, <laughs> and telling me that, that the energy was very good in it. So I was very happy with that. But he put out, a, he did go forth with a legal cease and desist order for anybody using the term organite on Etsy and eBay, they had to stop using it. And for a while, and, and, and uh, Etsy sent a message out to all of the people that were making Oregon Energy and said, you can't use this term anymore. So mm-hmm. I decided I was just going to use the term SA. Uh, not only because of that, I respect his right to do that. Uh, you know, to me, it's not very broad thinking. It's not very high thinking. You know, this is all energy we have to share. There's 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 no reason why we have to put boundaries and borders on the term we we use. So there's really no explanation 
on why he went for it with that, except that he claimed that he was the creator. So not only was that uh, kind of, you know, kind of steering me away, it steered me away from using the term organite altogether. But in my research, I found that this is an ancient, ancient science going back to pre-Egyptian to Kemetic alchemy, okay? And I'm sure back in those days, there was no such term as organite. So I felt very comfortable with just using the term sa, which is an ancient Kemetic term, as I said previously, that means to adorn with power, which I thought was just a beautiful marriage between what we are doing and, you know, and the term itself. So we are adorning you with power. So that's how I came up with the term sa. Um, I don't know where that stands now. I do see um, the term organite now and then. Uh, I don't see it on Etsy now that much, but I have seen people um, selling organite on Amazon, speaking of big box, you know, how things are just kind of spreading. I haven't seen it on Amazon and referred to as organite. But so that's how, you know, that's a little bit of the controversy that's been going on with that um, labeling your pieces organite. And I do, you know, also speaking about people who want to get into making it and are, you know, interested in, you know, sharing this science and experimenting craft with the craft, do your research. Don't just take one or two people's, um, you know, uh, experience or ideas to heart and think that that's all there is to it. Use your own intuition. Yes, get the basic the basic science, the, the basic alchemy, the basic step by step down. But then put your own um, put your own energy, put your own creativity into it. Experiment, you know, experiment with the the different resins, the different minerals, the different gemstones. I mean, there's a plethora of different ways that you can approach this uh, creative uh, process. So honor what you feel and experiment um, with the different ways that you can come up with come up with your pieces. Mm-hmm. That is excellent advice. We are entering this era of what I would say and others say quantumness so when we learn Mm -hmm. certain things like we learn reiki or we learn how to do organite or we learn crystals then we start to find that there's certain feelings we have towards well you know what i'm going to adjust the recipe if you will i'm going to do it a little bit differently it's not exactly reiki and it's not exactly the formula i learned in the organ handbook but it works Mm -hmm. and i'm seeing things and that's because we are unlocking a remembering of our Mm -hmm. at a cellular level as creator beings that oh we've done this before you know and it could be as simple as changing the paprika level in your recipe a little bit you know what i'm saying at some point you become adept at something and you deviate from the recipe and you make it your own and every good cook knows that you know if you're baking you have to be precise or your cake will turn out flat but you know you (laughs) tweak you the science of the recipe has to have a leavening in it you know or not depending on your goal but once you pass the science threshold 
then it comes into your knowing and your knack, and you can't justify to anybody why you put such and such in your potato salad, but you know when everybody likes it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the same yeah. kind of confidence yeah. with materials and craft yeah. science, you know. Exactly the same thing, and we're living in such a beautiful time of ascension. There's such a beautiful force in in the environment, on the planet, and in the cosmos now. You know, we're being pulled up consciously, uh, subconsciously. People that, like you said before, we were talking about how so many people feel like they're empathic now, or you know, so mm-hmm. many people are. Interested in gym things now. We've never heard of it before, and they're really interested in learning about gym things and learning Reiki. So, you know, as a species, we're really on an upwardly mobile um, kind of train and flow here, and it's a very mm-hmm. beautiful and a very cooling and a very, uh, you know, I want to say it's it's like a co-op. We're feeding each other in this energy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. honor yourself, honor your intuitions, honor your dreams, honor your your feelings, and uh, especially if you're going to share what you're making, if you're getting into this kind of artwork or craft, honor who you are. Let your work reflect your energy, your personal, unique, mm-hmm. beautiful energy, and you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with it. As always, wise words and loving energy from you, Asa. I just want to <laughs> hug you and thank you so much. Every time I see you, I get excited and I learn at your at the footstool, you know, uh, with you, so I could listen for hours. But you know, uh, I. <laughs> Well, you know, everyone who is tuned in this evening, I really appreciate your stopping by for the Elevational Conversation. Every Thursday, I'm going to be here at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. There will be topics of discussion sometimes. Sometimes it will just be conversation, and based on what you call in and want to talk about, that's where we'll go with the flow. It's this beautiful, uh, you know, I kind of call this show a cross between Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You know, we're out there exploring the mysteries of the unknown. And also then a cross between that and X-Files, like we're seeking the truth that is out there that kind of is mind-blowing. So it's a grab bag of things any given week. Um, and I'm so glad to have you kick off the new 2020 season to set the foundations for the kind of high vibrational conversations that will be occurring here. So next Thursday I'll be on at 9 p.m. Same phone number, 646-787-8436 from 9 until. And on Tuesday this coming up, I have another show called The Psychic Inside Show. And this is an interview format conversation where each week I have a different person on who has opened up to their gifts and abilities, and they come on and I get to talk with them and probe about what their journey entailed. How did they discover they were psychic? What does their gift look like? Do they even call themselves psychic or do they call themselves something else? And I've had probably 40 interviews so far, and let me tell you, people are coming from all different walks of life, all different belief systems, 
but they're looking to live authentically and accept everything about themselves in terms of how they've discovered who they are in the world. This Tuesday, my guest is Sister Imani, and she is also known as the Empress of Cups. And this young lady is a initiated priestess in the Afro-Cuban religion system. She is a shaman, a womb healer, and a bone reader. I mean, she's just phenomenal, and her vision, I had a reading with her, her vision is very clear in the guidance that she received. And she's coming from a kind of ancestral background, so I'm very interested to have her share about what it looks like to be an ancestral practitioner and to have that connection. So uh, that'll be Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. on this same Vibrary Radio Network, and I do hope that you will tune in. And of course, as always, if you are in Atlanta next weekend on January 19th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the uh, Bamari Marie Damari, I can't remember which way she said to say it, but it's an event center and art studio down in Jonesboro. It's a beautiful space, and we're going to have uh, over 10, 10 to 15 vendors who will be uh, having products and services available for you to shop from. And I've also got nine confirmed phenomenal readers who will be also providing uh, appointments that you can book online in advance. You can check out the full spectrum of people who will be participating by following the Vibrarian page on Facebook or Instagram. You can also call 404-939-6411 and reach me directly if you have any questions. So, Madiwas, do you have any other last words of wisdom for anyone before we bring this conversation to a close? Oh, not really, Joelle. I just really want to thank you so much for being the high vibrational being that you are and sharing all of your expertise um, with the world, sharing your energy and your love. I want to thank you for inviting me and my entire family who happened to show up tonight, which I'm very <laughs> appreciative for. <laughs> thank you so much for providing the space and the events that we have coming up. And I, you know, I'm wishing you all the best in love and life and bliss and success for this new year. So to you and all of us. Oh, I receive it. Thank you. <laughs> I receive it. You know, we are Bible Attracted Tribe, so we are on the same frequency. To all of you who have been tuning in and that will hear this, we are on iTunes and Stitcher, which are podcast directories. This show will also be up on the Vibrary YouTube channel. That's like the repository for all of these interviews. So you can check this out in your car if you've been tuning in. Thank you for listening on the replay to those of you that made it this far. Now, this week, I wish for you absolutely that your experience is filled with so many blessings that they spill out from your arms to bless the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.